0: Learn more at marines.com. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel that is C O R R Y J-O-E-L, and also reading my regular CBSSports.com column agent's take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Uh, we're going to look at two things uh, this time, um, both related to the Rams. Focusing on Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. with um, Donald, it's primarily going to be on um, implications of him if he follows through on his uh, retirement threat, and also um, what's a fair deal for Cooper Cup. Both these guys are underpaid, and the Rams' two biggest priorities between now and the start of the regular season, most likely before the start of training camp, would be to rectify their contract situations. Now, um, Donald had first um, threatened retirement, or at least it came out in the pregame show, before the Super Bowl. Now, I've always thought Aaron Donald's talk of retirement, was just a contract negotiating employee. He wants more money. Uh, When he signed his deal back in 2018, the six-year $135 million contract extension, averaging $22.5 million per year, he became the first $20 million per year non-quarterback. Now, that deal was really front-loaded, had $80 million of new money in the first three new years. Um, But now, he's not one of the 10 highest-paid non-quarterbacks by average yearly salary. So, um, best Player in football, arguably. Definitely the best non-quarterback. I've always thought that was uh, when he first came out. It's just he wants more money. He's not going to retire. Now, retirement came up again um, last week on the I Am Athlete podcast where he said he is at peace if uh, if retiring, if he doesn't get a new contract. Um, That wasn't the only major news in that podcast. Also, he um, revealed that he signed with Kanye West's Don to Sports. Um, that's believed to be just for marketing only, and it doesn't affect his NFL contract representation. Um, as of today in the NFL uh, PA database, um, the agents of record for his player contract representation are still Brian Irohlt and Todd France, with Brian Irohlt being the primary lead agent. Um, so, I don't think it's had any uh, effect on his uh, NFL contract negotiations. Now, um, I still think it's a contract ploy. But if I represented Donald, I wouldn't have been too happy with some of the comments about I'm playing, I'm playing eight years, and the I'm at peace, which makes it seem like he could take it or leave take or leave football. <laughs> uh, now, let's say that um, he does go ahead and retire, then we'll get back to talking about what happens in terms of the deal and so forth. But if he does retire, he's got $8 million of signing bonus proration left from the $40 million signing bonus that he signed in 2018 because that was prorated 2018, 19, 20, 21, and 22. Now, under Article 4, Section 9 of the CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement, that is, the teams are able to recoup the prorated amount of signing bonus – upon retirement. So that could be $8 million. The Rams were being taught to get back from him if they wanted it back from him. <laughs> and that contract was really front-loaded. $80 million over three years, running from the, the three new years. He's got three years left on the contract as is. But also, he's already uh, had a $5 million roster bonus vest for this year on the second day of the league year. Now, the language in that is interesting, and the payment schedule is Interesting, at least to me, uh, for people who, who look at the language in the addendums of contracts. Now, um, he receives the uh, $5 million if and only if the player earns such amounts by fulfilling the following terms. A. Must be a member of the club's 90-man roster on the second day of the 2022 league year. Yep, satisfied that. And, player must fulfill each and every material obligation under the contract. And report practice play with club throughout the 2022 league year, unless such failure to practice or play is as a result of injury or death resulting from players performing services pursuant to contract, or unless player's contract is terminated via the NFL waiver system. And the players, uh, the payment schedule is the five million is in one seventeenth increments over the 2022 regular season, so it hasn't already gotten the money. Then there's a uh, other language in there, if player does not repay amounts as provided for here, and club will have the right to offset any and all amounts due hereunder from player from any other source whatsoever, including but not limited to any future payments due club from player. Uh, additionally, player authorizes any subsequent NFL club that employs player to deduct any amount due club pursuant to this roster reporting playing bonus agreement. So basically he retired. Since he hasn't fulfilled the second part of it, they can get the five million back. They haven't paid it, they don't have to pay it. So I'm not sure if the cap relief would become if they chose to go after the uh recoup the signing bonus. I'm not sure if the cap relief is this year or next year, but the five million they don't have to pay if he decides to retire. <laughs> 'Cause it's, he doesn't start getting it until the regular season starts. But that would be the, the the minor issue because you can't replace Aaron Donald. He's irreplaceable on this team in this defense. So who's out there? Bring back in Dominican Zoo, who's who Tampa is moving on from and signed Akeem Hicks, uh Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogan Joby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your options now. Um, I don't think for a minute that Aaron Donald is going to retire. Something else that was interesting in the in the uh, podcast was at the fifty minute mark of that I Am Athlete podcast. He talked about how he was instrumental in. Um, Getting Bobby Wagner to come over. So, if that's one of the guys he's looking at to make this so we can be in a Super Bowl contending team, they've kind of satisfied his concerns on that level. That he don't think he's really going to hang Bobby Wagner out to dry. Also, Sean McVay said things are turning in the right direction last week, but um, they had their uh, mandatory mini camp uh, this week, um, the 7th through the 9th of June. Now, Aaron Donald, when he's had previous contract disputes, Doesn't show up for anything. In 2017, after three years in the NFL, held out all the training camp. Didn't get a new deal. 2018, held out all the training camp. Did get a new deal. Interesting thing is when he holds out, (laughs) misses all the training camp, he's defensive player of the year, so he can work out in Pittsburgh, stay up there, and we know he's going to come ready to play whenever he shows up. If you miss the mini camp, and this fine is not a mandatory fine, for the fifty thousand dollars per day as a veteran that you miss training camp you can't waive or reduce that fine if you start fi- you miss training camp that can't be forgiven but the three the fine for missing mandatory mini camp it's fifteen thousand nine hundred eighty dollars the first day thirty one thousand nine hundred sixty one dollars the second day forty seven thousand nine hundred and thirty six dollars if you missed the third day so that's a cumulative fine of ninety five thousand eight hundred seventy seven dollars now Here's why I think he might show up for that. Because uh, I don't know what in this roster bonus uh, must fulfill every material obligation under the contract means. That's left up to interpretation. Now, is material obligation coming to something that's mandatory? Obviously, anything voluntary is not a material obligation. Uh, Minicamp is mandatory. Would that potentially invalidate the uh, $5 million uh, roster bonus? In this roster bonus doesn't have language which which is in, I've seen in a lot of roster bonuses. It'll say a catch-all provision at the end. That this uh, roster bonus is subject to forfeiture to the maximum extent under the CBA under Article Four, Section Nine. Now, you couldn't recoup or forfeit a roster bonus for missing minicamp because you can only start recouping for breach of contract or default when you when you start missing training camp. <laughs> and that starts when you miss the uh, sixth day of training camp. That's when you can start recouping signing bonus. So, this material thing left up interpretation. Would the Rams even want to enforce it or not? But I saw that, saw that language, like, hmm, that could leave a little bit of a gray area. Now, because of Donald's comments about retirement and him potentially being a short-timer, to me, that's going to change. If I'm the Rams, I'd want to structure the contract. Now, um, the $5 million from the roster bonus, that's set on the books. You can't do anything about it from a proration standpoint. You can't use that to prorate, to lower the cap number, but you got the $9.25 million base salary. Um that's left from his uh he's making fourteen point two five million this year. So he's got nine point two five million left. So let's say maximum keep cap number the same. You could take forty million, turn that into signing bonus, have a one point um two five million dollar base salary, cap number doesn't change. And you give him a forty million dollar signing bonus, then work out the rest of the deal. Now in terms of the deal, um, until Deshaun Watson having four years left on his contract and the Browns basically ripping it up in the trade, I never would have thought potentially that the Rams would just rip up the contract and treat it like the years, the $55 million in 2022 through 2024 don't exist. I don't think that's the most likely scenario, but I can't dismiss it now. But in any event, um, I really don't see them adding, what, $35 million no new years to give them 90 million over three years, even if they did that, they'd add dummy voidable years for proration purposes. I really seeing it more being like a two year, 60 million dollar extension or whatever the number is to make the highest paid non quarterback. And by 30 million, I don't mean a cosmetic 30 million like uh, Tyreek Hill, which is really 75 million over three years in the extension average or new money average. he has got forty five million in that last year is how you get one twenty over four. But I don't really see them going one twenty over four where he's under contract through twenty twenty five. because basically that's sixty five million for one new year. But then again, and most of these negotiations are over new money when you have existing years left on the contract. But the door's been open because of what the Browns did when Watson had $136 million over four years left on his contract. Now, back to how this could impact the structure of the contract, from the Rams, I'm more receptive to putting money in a signing bonus <laughs> because if he retires after one year, two years, three years, I can get money back <laughs> because let's say the example I'm just talking about. And you go, you keep the cap number the same this year, so you're not getting any cap relief. You give him the $40 million signing bonus. And you have a $1.25 million base salary. You got $8 million of signing bonus proration. So he's only technically earned it as each year goes by. You got $8 of proration 2022 through 2026 this way. Then be retired after uh, 2022. You'd be entitled to thirty two million dollars back. You would only get eight million dollars back at a time as the year comes up. If you're tired after twenty twenty four, after twenty twenty three, heading into twenty twenty four, you you could get twenty four million. You could get twenty four million back. Eight million in twenty twenty four, eight million in twenty twenty five, eight million in twenty twenty six. Same thing, plays through twenty twenty four. Then you get sixteen million back, eight million in twenty twenty five, and eight million in twenty twenty six. I Want it that way now? Packers had that dilemma of Aaron Rodgers, and if I'm Donald and his people, I don't want to. I don't want. I want as little money as possible in the signing bonus. From the money that's going to be prorated, if it's going to be prorated, I want a fully guaranteed roster bonus. That's what Aaron Rodgers has in his contract, um, which pays him over 50 million per year over the first three um, years of the contract. And Rodgers, you don't know how long he's going to play. Now, the reason you do that is Rodgers has, I think, a $40.8 million uh, fully guaranteed roster bonus. Now, if you have skill injury cap guarantees it's signing, all three guarantees it's signing of a deal, then that roster bonus... Gets prorated just like signing bonus, but recoupment standards are different for fully guaranteed roster bonuses, option bonuses, and reporting bonuses. There's a distinction between signing bonuses and these three bonuses, and how you can, if there's a breach, recoupment purposes you can only recoup option roster bonuses and reporting bonuses. If a breach occurs in the year the money is earned, for the roster bonus, it'd be 2022. So if you had, instead of a $40 million signing bonus, a $40 million fully guaranteed roster bonus that's prorated, Rams can't get the money back after 2022. So I can see that being a sticking point in whatever gets done with Aaron Donald, and I'm operating under the premise they'll get something done and he plays. Now, it's also going to make me not really want to go. The signing option bonus route, which is what they've done in the past with some contracts. They did it with Brandon Cooks when he signed um, back in, I think, 2018 or 19. I forget exactly which year. Um, and then with Matthew Stafford's contract, $60 million signing bonus, $26 million option bonus. As I just said, the, re- the option bonus would be earned in 2023 whatever you had in the option bonus, so you couldn't get money back from the option bonus if you wanted to after 2023. So that money would be his if he retired after 2023, free and clear. That's why I would probably go the route of having automatic the automatic conversion rights you typically see in contracts where you convert money into signing bonus, um, have big base salaries, obviously going to have money guaranteed, I don't know how much will ultimately be guaranteed, but I presume at least through 2024, um, where I have the right to convert. And at each particular year when I convert, it usually gets limited This what gets converted in the signing bonus gets limited to where you can only recoup after th- during that year because it was previously Salary would be earned in tw- in that particular year, so you're not going to give the team more rights than they wouldn't have had, when they would have had if he if then they would have had if he did nothing. So, um, that would kind of protect the Rams a little more, because if he retired, you wouldn't have the only the proration would be from the conversion, it wouldn't be. Having all that money in the option bonus, you don't have any rights to if you had an option bonus then low base salaries in 2023 and 2024. He's walking away for windfall. That way, um, it's guaranteed. And if, the, if he retires, guarantees void, and you don't have to pay the guy. But I'd have that where I'd start converting money, have the rights to convert. And if I want to convert in 2023, 2024, 2025, that as long as. It's going to be guaranteed through a certain point, but um, I'm not letting him off the hook where he can walk away with money free and clear um, through a fully guaranteed roster bonus or an option bonus. I'm trying to stick if I'm going to prorate upon signing. Signing bonus, if not, if I need to prorate, I'll convert money as the year comes up and kick the can down the road that way. But um, as I said, I expect Aaron Donald to play this year, expecting to be the highest paid non-quarterback whenever this thing gets done. We'll see if he shows up. Uh, um, for minicamp, um, typically you don't see deals redone of three years, but well, as soon as retirement came up the Super Bowl, I dismissed it as being something which was a realistic possibility and was just a contract negotiation employee. I still feel that way, and I'll believe it if I see it. When I see it with an Aaron Donald retirement where he's walking out early like a Jim Brown or Barry Sanders. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now on to the uh, Rams' other underpaid superstar in Cooper Cup. And Cup and Donald couldn't have more different approaches to their contract situations. One, um, Cup has been at the offseason workout program um, since it started. Mid to late April. No worries about him not showing up for the mandatory minicamp uh, this week starting on Tuesday. And Cup does not need to be the highest paid wide receiver, although he can make a compelling case that he should be the highest paid wide receiver. Um, when the um, offseason workout program um, open Cup met with the media via Zoom, I believe it was, um, the local media, and he said um, that he made it clear he doesn't need to be at the top of the wire your pay, pay scale, and that's not important to him. He said, I don't think that's really the kind of approach I take. I definitely think that... There's a place you want to be. There's a place where you feel like it's fair. A place for me in this organization. I'm not trying to beat anybody. I'm not trying to compare myself to anyone else. It's more about being in a place that's just right for both sides. Now, you basically wants to be paid fairly. Um, you got to remember that the agent works for the player, not the other way around. It is the agent's job to execute the client's wishes. If left to His own devices, Cup's agent, we're making the highest paid wide receiver. Um, I guarantee you Don Yee, um, Tom Brady's longtime agent, was not in favor of those hometown discounts Brady started taking after he signed a deal in 2010, an extension for $72 million over four years to be the highest paid player in the NFL. When he started reworking his contracts, I think starting in 2013, he started giving the Patriots big discounts. That's driven by Brady, not Don Yee. Don Yee also represents Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo had like five good games after he got traded from the uh, 49ers and briefly became the highest paid player in football. So, (laughs) you leave it to an agent, he's going to have a player be the highest paid guy, all else be damned. But um, that's not where Cup. Is really looking to go. Um, thing is, Cooper Cup signed a three-year extension, averaging 15.75 million per year in 2020. Right when the regular season started, he's got two years left on his contract for 29.5 million. He's making 14.875 million this year, has an 18.675 million dollar cap number, and 14.65 14.625 million next year. Cap number 18. $425 million. Now, nobody contemplated Cooper Cup having the type of season that he had this year. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. 2019, the, the year before he got the contract, 94 catches, 1,161 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns. 2020, 92 catches, 974 receiving yards, 3 touchdowns. Nobody saw what was going to happen this year with Cooper Cup coming. Cooper Cup arguably had the best season ever for a wide receiver. Um, He had 145 receptions for 1,947 receiving yards. Both of those are second on the all-time single-season list. Also led the NFL with 16 receiving touchdowns. He's the first player to win the receiving Triple Crown since Steve Smith 2005 and by that I mean simultaneously lead the league in receptions receiving yards and receiving touchdowns he's also named NFL Offensive Player of the Year it's just the second time since 1993 that a wide receiver has won the award he also was named Super Bowl MVP and in the postseason elevated his play 33 catches for 478 yards, six touchdowns. If you extrapolate his postseason stats over 17-game season, that's 140 catches, 2,032 receiving yards, and 26 touchdowns. Now, nobody's ever won all these things in the same season. There's only one receiver who's ever won the receiving triple crown, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, and Super Bowl MVP in a career. And Cup did that all in the same season. Only one other person, Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver of all time. So that's the type of year Cooper Cup had. Now the receiver market has gone haywire um, this off-season. Where when you started, you had four start the off-season. There were only four twenty million dollar per year wide receivers. Now we're in double digits, and there's going to be more because we got Terry McLaurin, who's in a contract year, DK Metcalf in a contract year. And Debo Samuel in a contract year, but there's plenty of data to go from. Now you had uh, it was, was Keenan Allen who was already there at 20.025 million, Amari Cooper at 20 million, Julio Jones who was re, who was released by the Titans was at 22 million, and DeAndre Hopkins the new money average on his extension is 27.25 million. So those are the four guys you have now. You've had Mike Williams get to $20 million with the Chargers on a three-year deal for $60 million. You had Chris Godwin to get franchised again, $60 million over three years. That's $20 Devonte Devontae Adams, who was franchised by the uh, Packers, was traded for first and second round picks this year uh, to the Raiders. Five-year, $140 million contract. Uh, for That's inflated cosmetic Cosmetically, it's really 67.5 over three years. That's the realistic years he's going to play under this contract. They're going to adjust it if he's still going strong after 2024. DJ Moore, scheduled to play in a fifth-year option for 11116000 million. Three-year, $61.884 million dollar extension, averaging $20.628 million. Chiefs traded um, Tyreek Hill for multiple picks. Five draft picks to the Dolphins, four-year, $120 million extension, $72.2 million in guarantees. Um, As I said earlier, it's really 75 over three in new money. You had um, Stephon Diggs, who was underpaid for a similarly outperforming contract that he signed with the Vikings pre-trade to the Bills. It was a five-year, $72 million extension, worth up to $81 million through salary escalators. Four-year, $96 million extension, $70 million in guarantees. Nearly 48 fully guaranteed at signing. Um, Then, most recently, you had uh, A.J. Brown. uh, Four-year, $100 million extension in his trade um, draft day during the first round of the draft. From the um, Titans to the Eagles, $57.2 million in guarantees. Now, since Cup doesn't want to be the highest-paid guy... And only wants to look at what's fair. What's a fair deal? So what would be a fair deal? So one thing I've done is I've calculated three different points of a range of fairness. Um, the average of the ten highest paid wide receivers, the average yearly salary, looking at new money, is just a shade over 22.2. The average contract length is 3.4 new years. Average of the, high, of the five highest paid wide receivers is is just over 24.5 million average contract length 3.2 years average of the three highest paid wide receivers 25.55 million average three new years so the range to me is really 22 to 26 for a fair, fair deal for Cooper Cup so if he's signing anything below that range then he's giving the Rams a gift But that's really where the fair range is. He's got two years left, so it could be three new years, four new years. Um, The most analogous guy is Diggs at 96 over four. He had two years left on his contract. Um, Diggs in 2020, his first year with the um, Bills, led the NFL in receptions and receiving yards. Um, Numbers weren't close to where... um, cup was but still nonetheless led the league um so if you're talking fair that's really the range and then the rams you have a little experience in this because they readjusted a robert wood's deal when he had two years left on his contract uh gave him a four-year extension because he wasn't making anything remotely close to what uh cup was making I mean, he did it about a week after Cup's deal. He, he, he was on a five-year, $34 million contract worth of $39 in incentives. So he readjusted his contract because Woods, from eight, through, through 18 and 19 those two seasons, was one of seven players with 175 receptions and 2,350 receiving yards. So he was a lot more productive than anyone imagined. Now, to me, since I'm not going to be the highest-paid guy, Structure matters more to me than anything else. If I'm giving you a break on the money, you got to give me a player-friendly structure. And it can't be how you did Woods' because Woods' is kind of back-loaded. And by that, I mean there's more money in the last two new years than the first two new years. Um, a neutral deal would be to have 25% after the first new year, 50% after the second new year, 75% after the third new year. His is a little back-loaded. Now... Diggs has cash flow kind of like you would see in a quarterback deal, and quarterbacks typically get the most favorable cash flow. So I'd want to try to mimic Diggs's cash flow, percentage of new money after each new year, and it's on par with what the Rams did with Jared Goff when they gave him the extension um, in 2019, which tied him with Aaron Rodgers, the second highest-paid um, player in the league. So that would be my big issue since I'm cutting you a break on the salary. Um, Really, 22 to 26 million, the midpoint of that is where Diggs is. If I can get similar type cash flow to Diggs, call it a day. That might be 50 million fully guaranteed at signing. Um, Maybe you have overall guarantees about 70 million. And Diggs has 40.5 million in new money through the first new year. It's 60.8% through the second new year. Then 81.3 through the third new year. Compare that to golf. Golf was at um, 42.9, 61.9, and 80.6. So I want this thing kind of front-loaded if I'm Cooper Cup because I'm giving you a break on the average. Well, that's going to be it for um, this week's Inside the Cap. Um, Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can find me... Uh, on Twitter at Corey Joel, that is C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular cbssports.com column, agents take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. And we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.